0: Welcome back to Kefaru Cast, everyone. I'm, uh, I'm solo today. Frank is doing uh, paperwork. But I've got a, a good friend, a guy I've um, recently started talking to a bit more, but I uh, met him a few years ago. And an extremely well-rounded guy, not only has the body of a Greek god, but also kills giant shit and, uh, and shoots a compound and a recurve. And that's uh, Josh Bomar. Uh, man, I, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Well, thanks, thanks for that introduction, brother. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Well, no, I'm I'm super pumped.
0: <laughs> I tell you, I don't think people realize. I, I mean, obviously, as you as you grow in the industry and get more known, the the more followers you have, you got more people like you, and also more people where you get haters. And uh, you know, there's a few different times where you know I've I've defended you saying. Uh, you know not even knowing you that well I'm like look those big animals don't just Hit the ground like I mean they don't just Fall over I'm like he kills Big shit and uh, I mean you Put some pretty hard work in um, You know I know just Obviously uh, on the whitetail properties and You guys hunt out west as well but Another thing I don't think people realize how big you guys Are on the nutrition side I mean You're a force on on both ends And, uh, and you were also uh, College level ja- You threw javelin in college didn't you
1: Yeah. 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 So what, what people don't realize, you know, they, they see like the physique and they see this and they just think of like a city boy, you know, or something like that. And, and what's funny is like I grew up out on a dirt road, um, literally dirt road had gravel potholes, no neighbors. I, and I did nothing but hunt and fish my whole life. And I had the craziest hunting family you could ever imagine. Like my grandma was the first woman in the state of Ohio to shoot a buck over 140 inches and uh, she actually shot 169 inch um, typical, like that's official score. And and so and my grandpa had the most Ohio big bucks, which is a deer over 140 inches. And I mean so and he never used any sights, and he was only a bow hunter. And that's kind of how I got into only bow hunting. He uh, and so whenever I first got a compound, he dad and grandpa wouldn't let me shoot with sights. He said you're not allowed to shoot with sights um until you kill one with no sights cuz then you won't appreciate you know the it, it said something about like the flight of the arrow or something and and uh so I had to shoot a deer with with no sights with this compound so that's how I kind of grew up doing it and um and I uh, I'll never forget the first deer I ended up shooting uh was was actually a fawn I feel really bad about saying that but you know, it's a true story I uh but I did it with no sights and I was super pumped and I couldn't believe it. So and I, I made a perfect shot. And that was one of the the, the, the best hunts just because dad was there and all that. But, yeah, I mean, I did that when I was 12. And so you look now I've been doing this for since I was eight years old. So over 20 years now. And, uh, yeah, I was always a hunter first and fitness came second. Actually, um, I started, you know, working really hard on my fitness when I was nine uh, just because my dad, you know, he was overweight and I remember I was sitting on the couch eating Doritos and he said keep it up boy, you're going to look just like me and he grabbed his belly in whitey tighties and shook it and it scared me <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no way so I started doing push-ups and sit-ups uh, as a 9 year old till I turned uh, 14, I did push-ups and sit-ups every single time a commercial came on and uh, and every when I would watch cartoons, I'd push-ups and sit-ups until my show came back on and then when I could start lifting weights, I started at 14 and never, never looked back. But, but yeah, it was kind of funny. It was always hunting first.
0: You won the, the Arnold a couple times in the natural division, haven't you?
1: Well, so I'll I'll give you kind of the rundown of the bodybuilding history. So in 2009, or so, it been 2009. I did my first bodybuilding show, and I was always a natural athlete. And uh, and again, I've been doing it for you know 15 years. It's not hard. To, if you keep at it for doing anything that long, you know, and to to look decent. But I uh, I started bodybuilding because they didn't have um, the men's physique division, and uh, I did okay. I kept getting second. I couldn't win because I was in a weight class, and I I weighed in in 2009 at 190, and those those guys were seven eight inches shorter, weighing 190, and I just I couldn't win. And obviously they were running lots of drugs, and I didn't. And I was just like, "Gosh dang!" Because I was still in college, running to track and doing all kinds of stuff, um, and so I couldn't. I, we got drug tested, you know. I couldn't do any of that kind of thing. So in 2011, they came out with the men's physique division, and that's whenever I started winning a lot of shows. So I won, you know, Mister Ohio. I won the Great Lakes. Then I went on to compete for Mister Natural USA, which was drug tested, and uh, I won my class, and then won the overall and then i went to nationals and got my butt kicked and it was embarrassing and i just uh, cuz how that works is you have all these regional like comp- or competitions all over the country and then if you win one of those you qualify to compete at nationals so then all the winners from all the, the competitions across the country all come to one place and they compete for the best body and then if you win you turn professional like you turn what's called IFBB pro. So when I got to that level, I realized I was not as cool as I thought I was <laughs> and Everyone was in great shape, looked better than me. And they all kicked my butt. I think I got like, I, they only ranked top 16. I got under 16th place and there was like 70 plus guys. So that was a big eye opener, a humbling experience for me. And I, the next year I worked, I never stuck, took a break. I just kept working harder and harder and harder. And, uh, and, uh, and then 2012, um, I jumped on stage at the Arnold after that massive loss. And it, it was the first time I stepped on stage after that loss. And I had, you know, uh, quite a few months. I can't remember, but it was a long time, like four, probably four or five months. And uh, I stepped on stage with the best package I've ever had. And I, I ended up winning the Arnold naturally. And I was going against guys that were taking steroids. But again, we're in men's physique and men's physique, you know, you're judged on height class. So not by weight. So I was going up against guys that were my, my height, at least. So it was a pretty fair competition. And, um, and what it ended up, and then I ended up winning my class, which then gets you put into all the classes. So then all the classes compete and I ended up winning the overall. And then, uh, I, I, didn't compete the rest of the year, um, after that. And then I came back in 2013 and, uh, won the Arnold again, and then went on and competed at nationals over and over and over again. And, uh, eventually by the end of 2000 or by the end of that year, the very last national show, I finally won and won the whole nationals and, uh, turned IFBB pro, which, uh, Looking back, I mean that was a big victory of mine. But now, if you win the Arnold, you turn pro. So back then, it was a lot harder because you could you didn't turn pro if you won the Arnold because it was a it was like for the world's best physique, I guess you could say. So people from all over the world compete at the Arnold for this title, and so it wasn't recognized as in the the federation um, as as a, as turning professional, which it which they realize now that it should be. So, yeah, so that was kind of my bodybuilding career. Once I turned pro, um, I just, I kept, I uh, realized I used that um, to help build the brand, uh, our Bomer Nutrition brand, which is our supplement company. And during that whole time, I never stopped hunting, you know, so I was always hunting, hunting and fishing. I mean, there was mostly hunting and uh, I've always done both. So that was kind of the the history of the bodybuilding side, but that all came from my track career in, in uh, college. You know, I was all American and javelin and in the four by four. So that was kind of my, my start in fitness was running.
0: Gotcha. Well, as we're, we're going to see several squirrels on this podcast, just cause we're going to talk everything from nutrition down to traditional archery recurves and brace height. Um, one of the, um, the th- I, I did a I I had actually brought you up in a, uh, seminar I had just did just kind of out of the blue in the sense of, um, uh, you know, questions kind of arise from time to time. And remember when I got back from Alabama and I, I think I called you and I'm like, dude, I I think I, from eating so much fattening shit in Alabama, I'm, I'm, I'm in bad shape. I'm like, dude, what you? And you were like, it's inflammation. <laughs> and and then you gave me this list of stuff to take. Some of us, some of it I was already, you know, taking and, and I had brought that up and, the uh, this seminar I had done of, you know, you don't eat what, what you don't realize when I, my opinion anyway, when when people go to lose weight, it's because they're fat and they want to look better. What they don't realize is all the ancillary benefits of inflammation and knee pain and gut yeah. health. And and so. From for me, coming as a reformed fat kid, uh, still kind of a fat kid, where for me, I like to look good. You know, like people say, you, you know, you can't flex cardio, which is true. Cardio is important. Nobody. I mean, I'm not going to the gym just to be fit. I also like the fact that, you know, I have a, a pec muscles and try and get big arms and shit. Right. I mean, it's a total package. <laughs> right. But the most important is I don't hurt anymore. Right. I, I, I don't you know, go three days without taking a poo, right? Like I have a lot of ancillary benefits. And so I was explaining like, Hey, if you're, you know, 35, 40, 45 years old, you're getting out of those years where you just bounce back naturally and your knees are aching and your joints, you know, it, your diet, like, like diet soda or soda is extremely inflammatory. It's it's a, it, it causes a lot of inflammation in the joints and pain, and processed sugars and carbs and really as I learn diet and nutrition and I'm reading some of the shit I've been eating, the packages, I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm killing myself. Not only am I fat, I'm gonna yeah. fucking die. Like, not just from fatness, like I'm I'm gonna die from what's in this. Like who knows what's resting in my stomach. Um What what are your kind yeah. of your views on that stuff, obviously? Because I mean you're extremely fit. Um, how much of that, how much of what people put in their bodies not just being skinny, how much of that does cause the inflammation and and gut health issues?
1: You know, that's, I mean, a super loaded question. Um, But so what's crazy is uh, you're right, 100%. A lot of times what people don't realize, the things that make you super fat are also the things that cause lots of inflammation. And in, in moderation, you've heard of people doing the Twinkie diet and losing weight and whatever, and that's where you literally just eat. Twinkies only, and you're in a calorie deficit, and and you can lose weight. But I'm telling you right now, the best thing I've ever found to be the most effective when it came to losing weight was just eating lots of meat, lots of protein, and high fat with low carbs. And where most people in America have the biggest problems is when they combine their carbs and fats together. This is the biggest problem you can have because people are like, oh, if I eat a lot of red meat and butter and fat my cholesterol is going to go through the roof well cholesterol helps regulate hormones all kinds of stuff i mean it's really good for you until you add in carbohydrates because cholesterol and when when you add fats and carbs together the carbohydrates from the inflammation will cause your cholesterol to crystallize in your arteries And that is whenever you're going to have the damaging effects from blockage of arteries because your body, your artery, your arterial walls are trying to protect itself from the excessive inflammation that's being flown through your bloodstream from all the carbohydrates. So it's protecting itself and killing itself at the same time. So that's what people don't understand is like when they have their burger and their fries, it is the worst combination you could ever have. Now, everything's in moderation, obviously. I'm not sitting here and saying I never eat burger and fries. But I can tell you right now, it is not a normal situation where I'll eat carbs and fats together. So if you if you have chronic joint pain and your shoulders don't work and things um, feel out of whack, then you should try cutting your carbohydrates out and seeing how that feels. Because that is, that is an unbelievable benefit whenever you can cut your carbohydrates and, uh, and, and all that inflammation can leave your body.
0: And, in, in, in what it, uh, happened like for me in Alabama, I went, um, Amy, my wife com- cooks completely. It's organic and, you know, they, you know, people say fresh or frozen when you're talking about veggies. She doesn't do that shit. It's all fresh right. and a lot of obviously elk and mule deer and, uh, and fats and, and then a moderate amount of carbs, meaning obviously a s- salad, but, you know, sweet potatoes every now and then in, in moderation, but no processed carbs. Well, then. I go to Alabama and I'm eating deep fried everything, right? Totally my fault. (laughs) And, you know, there's cookies everywhere and, uh, many other things. And three days into the trip, you'd think I'd been hiking 30 miles a day. My knees hurt my hands. I can't make a fist. They look, they're all swollen and shit from the sodium. And so when I got back and I talked to you, I went straight basically to, um, not keto or, you know, there's all these different diets, but I cut my carbs down to where I was just eating what I call a veggie carb. You know, I'm just eating salad and and I'm not a nutritionist by any means, but I'm not eating any processed carbs. I'm pounding water like crazy and I'm eating for the most part protein, um, and some fats and, and, uh, very little to no carbs. And within a week, it was all gone. I mean, quickly. Oh yeah. And, People well, eat. that's
1: what's so. You know, what's crazy is people eat like that every, every day, day. That's what I was just gonna and, say. <laughs> oh man, and it's it saddens me because if they don't know, and then they feel like crap, and then they they don't understand what's happening in their body. So first of all, people's gut microbiome changes drastically. So your your gut microbiome did not understand how to process any of that stuff. So the it's gonna be extra horrible for someone like you, but. Dude, I had I mean, to poop off here's the tree a stand. Sign.
0: I couldn't get out of the stand fast enough. Oh, and I, We talked about it on a podcast, and I had so many. Yeah, I wasn't used to the grease, man. I wasn't used to anything, and I literally was like, ooh, I got to go. I put one leg down to the first step, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make it. Right? I mean, my body went oh, into God. shock. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> you greased up the, the tubes. <laughs>
1: That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, that's super intense. And, and again, it's all in moderation, right? So you go back, you get you get back onto some sort of, of diet, and then you feel good, and then you, you are well in tune with your body to know there's a difference. Some people just eat like that all the time. They don't realize that they could actually feel really great if they just cut that stuff out. And then they're like, oh, I have to eat X, Y, and Z. And and that's what's like I can't go without eating pasta or cookies or any of that stuff. Well, there's ways to still eat that and not get all the crap in it. Like um, making cool creative recipes, you know, with protein powders or you know, my wife Sarah, she makes cookies all the time and they're low carb and uh, and pancakes and waffles that don't have any carbs. I mean, there's a lot of ways to be able to eat "quote unquote" bad, but it's actually good for you. And uh, it's that's what fitness is all about is hacking and making things enjoyable
0: well in the way i explain this and and i don't talk about it that much because i'm not it's not my place i just uh, i will kind of profess the faith in in what i know but say you know in 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 fine print like but seek professional help because i'm just giving you what worked for me but what i found is if i and this is is I went down the dieting rabbit hole, right? Like when I thought I knew what I was doing and then I bought, you know, I was into powerlifting, and and kind of as time went on, I found, okay, for me, I have to find a substitute for shitty food. And so one of the substitutes was protein powder, and eggs mixed up for a, you know, in the morning I make pancakes, right? Protein pancakes. And it was simple. It was two eggs yeah. and a scoop of protein powder and a big ass pancake. And then on top of it, cause I'm a peanut butter junkie, I would put organic peanut butter and I generally would not put syrup on there, but sometimes I would put jelly, not the most, um, uh, like not the best in the world, but it's a hell of a lot better than a donut. Um, and as my oh yeah well fitness level would go up, I would be able to eat a little bit when I say not necessarily bad things, but I would eat my good version of bad things more often um, to, to get through it rather than grabbing a butterfinger.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you you, here's there's there's a goal at the end of the there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, I guess you could say, because here's most people's problem. They crave that that sweet and they have no alternative. And they're like, I can't go two more weeks without having a sweet. So they said, ah, screw it. And then they eat pancakes, whatever. But see, what's super nice about what you're doing is you're like, oh, you know what? I can wait till I get home to eat that pancake or I can wait to have that that homemade donut, you know, out of protein powder that that'll taste really good. And so, like, that's where it makes a big difference with dieting is having those quick fixes that are actually healthy for you. And uh, that's 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 a huge, huge consistency um, thing for people because if they have something that they can fall back on when they come into a moments of lapse and, and lack of discipline then they are just so much more likely to stick to a diet and then you won't have any setbacks because what people don't realize is there's 3,500 calories in one pound of fat, 3,500. Like it is hard to lose weight Like and and I could get into, you know, cortisol levels rising, you know, uh, you know, the fatter you get. So if you're above 15% body fat, it's even harder to lose fat. I mean, so it's a fight and battle, you know, once you get until you get to a certain level. And, um, but yeah, so I mean, that's the biggest thing when it comes to losing weight is having these little hacks that you're doing. And as long as you're not eating excessive carbohydrates, you know, you'll, and I'm not saying carbs are the enemy, you know, because they're definitely a fuel source. But if you get super gassy all the time, like eating carbs, your body, it means it's fermenting in your colon, it means it's not being processed very well. So that should be a litmus test. Like, oh, maybe I should try not eating carbs and see how things are working, you know, and then try it out and, and, and go that route. Now, I, I think um, everyone should try it and I don't think it's for everybody, but understanding, you know, there are alternatives that are low carb that can make a big difference. You know, I think is a huge step for a lot of people, you know, when they're starting the fat loss journey. I,
0: I think uh, as you kind of start down the, the path or whatever is, is a, uh, or, or what I explain to people is read the labels, you know, it's, it's not as difficult as people think. And I, I sometimes think personal trainers trying to make it as difficult as they possibly can. So you keep paying the personal trainer because you feel lost without them, which I totally get, but, um, there's different Confusion types. Cells. Yes, exactly. But there's different types of, there's going to be a personal trainer who is just going to make sure that you are lifting correctly with correct form, you know, keeping you honest, there's going to be the personal trainer, um, that's also a nutritionist, um, and we, we have all kinds here, but you know, right. And then there's going to be a straight nutritionist, um, depending upon what type of workout you're doing, if you're just, you know, doing the standard workout, um, and you're not like, you know, you're not looking at joining the CrossFit games, right. Or you're not looking at getting into anything super competitive, you know, the nutritionist, in my opinion, initially is far more important than the personal trainer for physical fitness? Because diet is like, I don't know, 70% of the the battle, I would say. Exactly, you know, Exactly, exactly 70%.
1: And so that's the thing. Um, here's what people are like, well, I don't have time to work out. Well, then you better be disciplined on your diet. And so that's the thing. The more you work out, the more flexible you can be in your diet. So you always see people say, well, I like to work out because I love to eat donuts. Well, there's, there's some merit to that because – the more you work out, the larger um, the the energy needs for your body, which means energy converts straight, obviously, from food. So the more food you can have. So if you're not eating or working out very much, then you better be more um, strict on your diet. Which I just had to be for the past ten weeks because I had all those stem cells done, and so I couldn't work out. So I was just like hating life because I couldn't eat hardly hardly as um, as much. And so otherwise you will get gain fat and you will become unhealthy. I mean, that's just how it works. And medicine can only get you so far, you know?
0: Exactly. I, I, I totally agree. And that's exactly what i found. And what I've told people is once I got over the hump and I hit my, uh, you know, and I didn't do keto or didn't do anything like uh, primal blueprint or all these other diets. I'm not saying they don't work. It's just, I didn't want to go, um, Like to a diet that if I got off of it, I would balloon up and it seems like keto can kind of be that way. When you fall off the wagon, you balloon up pretty big. Um, uh, When I say fall off the wagon, like you can Google keto and find out all about it, which when your body's in a state of ketosis. But I just tried to like I cut out. I quit drinking soda right? I stopped eating candy bars, like all the stuff that you would think would be normal now for me. But I mean, I'm looking at like how many Snickers bars I'm eating or Butterfingers and I'm eating pasta like crazy. And, you know, I went basically to where I'd eat some brown rice or sweet potatoes. I eat a lot of fish, a lot of eggs, um, definitely higher protein, a good amount of fats and moderate to low carbs until I went like, full rip potato chip on the side of a mountain. And I hate potato chips, but where I just was crushing it to where I could reinvent the wheel a little bit more and say, all right, okay, I've, I've earned a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a bad, you know, a pizza, let's say I'm going to eat pizza because I just probably burned 10,000 calories, but it was calorie into calorie out type of thing. Okay. I just crushed it. I can eat a little bit unhealthy, But once I got to a point where I was sustaining at 210, roughly, you know, 200, 210 and sub 15 percent body fat, I didn't have to worry about the diet quite as much because I knew I had the discipline to stay on one. I knew my body a lot better and I knew like, okay, if I go do a five day backpacking trip, I'm probably going to lose eight pounds, six pounds, some of it water weight just from sweating your ass off. And when I get back, I'm probably going to have a bad dinner. And then I'm gonna get back on the wagon. And it wasn't that big of a deal. Where I think what some people, they'll see a video, they'll look in the mirror, they'll watch Rocky, whatever, and they're like, okay, tomorrow's the day. They grab a trainer, they go on this crazy ass diet, and they hit it hard for a month or two or a week or whatever. And it's either too difficult or they've seen they've dropped 20, 25 pounds, and then they're like, they start to slip. And since that diet, especially the keto diet, um, you seem to balloon back up quicker when you get off of keto than staying on, and then they balloon up and gain more than they even lost. So I tried to do more of a common sense type of a diet. I can actually
1: explain why that that happens.
0: Lay it on us because I can't.
1: So when you go into a low carb or ketosis, you know, it's all about regulating your insulin. And so insulin is kind of thinking of like the insulin to the doorway to your cells. So the insulin, so your pancreas, whenever you eat glucose, carbs, sugar, anything, your pancreas releases insulin. Insulin goes and opens the cells, the cell doors. And I'm trying to make this in layman's terms so people understand. So it opens the cells, cells say, Hey, feed me, feed me. So then, so your body's ready for what's coming. So then those cells absorb those energies or absorb the calories you're eating, whatever the energy from the food, the sugar, glucose, and it can be stored as glycogen or fat. So what happens is when you're in ketosis, you're not eating any carbs. So you don't get any insulin spike. So your cells are kind of closed off. And and so you're not going to be absorbing as much um, body fat is normal, or you know, glucose obviously because your your body's not getting any glucose from from the diet. So then, what your body does is it creates its own glucose through glycogenesis, which is where it converts you know um, protein into into glucose because your body needs glucose um, every single day. And glucose is just carbs um, in layman's terms. So what happens is whenever you go into the state of uh, ketosis or low carb and you don't get any insulin spikes you, your kidneys also are regulated off of your insulin so what happens is when there's no insulin basically present in your body your kidneys go into flush mode that's why anyone that goes low carb will lose like 10 pounds in two days it's because their kidneys are like oh okay flush 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 so then they just you start peeing all the water weight off and then so now you're in this state of with less water because you don't need as much water whenever there's no carbs. And then you eat carbs. So your body needs three grams of water for every one carb it eats. So let's say you go ketosis or low carb, and then bam, you eat a bunch of carbs. Now your body not only um, has all these cells opened up because of the insulin, be ready to be stored um, in to body fat or glucose, but also your body is on your kidneys are like hold water, store as much as you can, because we have a massive amounts of carbs coming and we have no water to work with in our bodies. So before you hold a little bit of water, you, the, the, the bounce back isn't as bad. And so all so what happens is there's two things. You retain a ton of water, then when your cells open up, you retain tons of I wouldn't say it's it could be temporary fat, you know, because the fat cells swell. And they get they get larger, but that doesn't mean they're going to stay there. So you just you you just kind of look like crap pretty quickly, you know, after a couple days. And then, what people do, they get so unmotivated they say, "Oh, it's just not even worth it." So they just keep going, and they don't go back. So they just keep on eating tons of carbs, and then that temporary fat swellage turns into the permanent fat swellage, <laughs> and uh, and then you permanently are are holding all this water because you keep eating bad and so if you would just go back to low carb after a couple of days or even a week you know after you've done it long enough your body will bounce right back and to lose all of what you gained and so most people just don't understand how insulin works in their body uh, but but once they gain a little bit of understanding they can understand you know when you come off of ketosis or you come out of a low carb that bounce that bounce off the, the wagon is normal and fixable.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And that makes total sense. And, and, uh, I'm going to get made fun of for this. I have to take a pee break. So I'm going to ask you a question that's probably going to take you a long time to answer. So nobody will notice me being gone. Sure. After that initial question with the, the, you know, the, the falling off the wagon, um, my experience has been when I go to someone's house that says, Hey, I need you to look through my, uh, my cupboards kind of help me out here. What I should be looking at as far as diet and nutrition, and you know, I ask them a few questions like you know the bo- the different body types. I'm I'm you know, and they're not as 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 basic as the three. Um, like you have endo, ecto and, and meso basically. One's kind of like you, like a Tarzan. One's kind of me, where you can be a fat kid or a uh, a bigger guy, and then you got the <laughs> skinny little stick figure dude. Um, and all of those come with. You know, if you're a stick figure and you want to be big, you're going to have to really work at, it, work at it. If you're a fat kid and you want to be skinny with some muscle, you really have to work at it. And if you're naturally genetically gifted like you, you asshole, you don't have to work at it as much. But to get to the <laughs> level you are, you have to work on it to, to pack on the muscle. Um, in the case of guys that are like generally like me, like like fat kids... I gain fat really easy and I really have to like like focus on the lower carb um, the fats don't seem to matter as much the carbs are what what gets me meaning fat when I say that good fats I never worry about I don't have to worry about even peanut butter isn't that big of a deal but I start eating like you say burgers and fries and you can explain it a lot better it goes straight to my well I have no butt it goes to my fat rolls, my muffin top and so I gotta stay pretty keen on my diet. Yeah. What would you say, for the most part, is the, like, the uh, the number one, um, if people were going to tier it, okay, tier one, two, three, and four, yeah. what are the first five things they should do to start losing weight? Like, what do they need to look at on their diet, on their fitness? Like, what are the things that you would suggest for them?
1: Yeah, I'll tackle this and break it down and give everybody nice, easy steps to follow if they're that overweight person trying to lose some fat. So I'll be right go back. take your pee break and we'll uh, – I'll, <laughs> I'll crush this. OK, guys. <laughs> so the biggest thing, uh, um, especially if you don't have a well-rounded uh, education in, in nutrition, is to try doing low-carb. I know you hate hearing that. You're like, oh my gosh. Everybody says this. Well, if everybody keeps saying that, then maybe it's the answer. You know, you're like, what's the secret? Maybe maybe that is the secret. So here's the problem that most people have is you don't need to be in ketosis. So if you're peeing on a strip and you're not in ketosis, you're like, what the heck? You know, as long as you're staying low carb is going to be what matters most. And here's how you do that. So juices out. You cannot drink pop. Um, if you're going to drink pop, drink diet pop. You know, the artificial sweeteners, people say, cause cancer. That's a load of crap because uh, the the only case study that ever ever proved that cancer was caused by artificial sweeteners was in rats. And those rats consumed literally 10 times their body weight in in, uh, aspartame before they ever showed any cancerous signs. So we're talking milligrams in a diet soda, you know, things – that is like – so small and minute. I mean, you'd have to eat like a semi truckload of diet soda before you would ever have any issues. And so it's, it's one of those things, like if that's your fix, switch to diet soda. Um, all the best kind is going to be to get rid of that. And there's acid and alkaline balances, but I'm not going to dive into that because I just want to help you guys, um, you know, follow through with, with these steps. So step number one, cut out all sugar and, and carbs. If if that's feasible for you. So chips, late night snacking is the hardest part. Buy pork rinds. I know that sounds gross, but dude, I love pork rinds. And barbecue flavor are awesome. And you also, you're like, well, I love eating battered fish. You know, you can batter fish, batter chicken with barbecue pork rinds. And I'm telling you, you won't be able to tell the difference. And it's low carb. You can make chicken nuggets, literally with pork rind barbecue pork rinds. And I'm telling you, it's better than Chick-fil-A. And, Again, these are all tips that you can use. But, so, lots of water, you know, and salt. If you go low-carb, you need to eat a lot of salt. Salt only temporarily spikes your blood pressure. And, it, and that is not a permanent thing. That has 100% been proven. You need to eat salt. But stay away from table salt. Stick to pink Himalayan salt, you know, real men's salt. Um, that stuff is great high-mineral salt. That's low in sodium. So, high mineral salt. And again, because your kidneys are flushing water, your minerals are going to be lost as well. So, you need to replenish that. So, add salt to all your food. So, salt uh, is your friend. And then, so late, so morning time, like have your eggs and your yolks. You know, for lunch, eat just hamburger, you know, like actual hamburger. And you could eat if you're like, well, I work and I don't have time to pack lunch. I eat. Um, if I have to eat at McDonald's, I'll get a double quarter pounder and I I tell them no bun but they screw it up. I mean, we're not dealing with the top of the food chain on on, you know, people here, so I mean, they do screw up your order a lot if you ask for no bun. So what I do, I'll just order a double quarter pounder and then I peel the bun off as I eat it. So I do not eat the bun. So you get a low carb burger. Or you turn a burger inside out and you ask for an extra, extra patty and then you put that patty on top instead of the bun and then you have your low-carb burger and just don't order fries. And uh, so you, you guys, whenever you're trying to go low-carb for the first time, think about everything that you're eating on a regular basis and then replace that with a higher fatty option. So breakfast, eat eggs. Um, whole eggs. If you don't have time, drink a shake. I drink three to four of my meals a day because of convenience. A busy schedule. I don't have time to cook turkey dinners every day. So you drink, drink your meals, make sure the, the protein is low carbs. Um, shameless plug, Bomer Nutrition Protein is a great source uh, for that because it tastes great. And I know Aaron's been drinking that and he can, he can attest
0: to it. On, on that note, real quick, I'm, I'm back and Frank, Frank, say hi. Frank hopped on here too. Hello. Oh, Frank, it's I got to replug Frank in. One thing I wanted to mention to you and ask your opinion on, I've noticed when I bought cheaper protein, I farted a lot. Um, and this isn't, oh, I mean, it is a plug for your protein, I mm-hmm. guess, but I don't, I, you know, I could knock like the buzzards off a shit wagon farting with cheaper protein. Is that because of the fillers that are in there? <laughs> and what are your suggestions? I will say your protein is some of the best tasting I, I have found in your what's great is I do coffee in the morning. So I do, you, you have the, the, the chocolate protein that I mix in with my coffee cause I hate to taste the coffee, yeah. but you like your, your, your birthday cake one is literally like drinking a birthday cake and I probably drink too many and I do a scoop of peanut butter and your protein. But what I'm noticing is I don't have this God awful gas. What is, what causes that when you buy cheaper yeah. proteins?
1: So, well, I think to answer that question, you have to understand how protein is made. So protein is a byproduct of cheese. And so you have these different levels of quality. So the higher quality you get, the more it's closer to whole food. So the closer to whole food you get, the less indigestion you're going to get. Because understanding why you fart is another thing. So you fart because... Um, food did not get processed well and then it's it's getting fer- it ferments in your colon which is causing all that excess gas so low quality product is just not being digested very well because your body's not recognizing it as actual food so it just passes on through and then it ferments in your colon you get all this this excess gas and so this happens with really anything that you take that your body doesn't digest well so if you don't digest carbs very well you're going to have the same gassy effects so with higher quality protein your body is going to absorb you know that protein early on um it through your your gut and and it'll process it And therefore there's nothing left in your colon to cause gas so that's what's that's basically what's happening the higher quality protein you get the more your body absorbs and therefore if, if it actually absorbs and uses it it won't uh, turn into, it won't get into your colon, which won't cause that fermentation. So our protein, we use the highest quality concentrate available. And the reason we use concentrate and not isolate is because concentrate has higher fat content in it, which makes it more creamy, which makes it taste better. And because of the fat content, it has higher temperature tolerances. So you can heat it and put it in your coffee without denaturing it um, to the point to where, it's uh it's better to cook with it's better to, to drink in hot liquids which goes back to our staple product which was hot chocolate you know we made hot chocolate we wanted it to taste better Christmas, and we wanted it to be low carb and low fat and high protein and uh, that was our original plan and we worked for a year and a half formulating that and when we finally perfected it we just kept all of our proteins the same caliber and same quality that is, which is you know as pure as you can possibly get. And so therefore you don't get that the indigestion, the indigestion of the, of the protein, which causes the the fermentation in your colon.
0: Gotcha. No, that, that makes sense. When I came back on, what, what steps are you on as you were uh, kind of breaking down how people to get unfat and I, and to my, because I was a fat kid, I feel I can get away with fat shaming. Um, but, For most people, um, you know, when you're breaking this down, like what level are you on uh, that I missed?
1: So basically what I started to, I didn't get super far because I dove down a a rabbit hole of uh, of why you should do something. So step one, you know, figure out what you eat for breakfast. My biggest advice for people that are just trying out low carb is intermittent fast. And, And so eating six meals a day is great if you're trying to build a lot of muscle. If you're trying to ma- maintain a physical, like a certain physique, intermittent fasting is great for that, just because it's harder to overeat. And but if I were to break down, okay, you're like, okay, I'm gonna eat, you know, three meals today: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was basically diving into what you could have for breakfast, what you you could have for lunch, and then what I didn't get into what you could have for dinner. So, um, so the, my s- step number one, obviously, in my opinion. Is cut carbs cause it's easier. You have a lot more wiggle room with fat and, and protein over carbs. Every, especially if you're just starting out and you, you have a lot of room to make errors. So for breakfast, I'll just run through the meals real fast breakfast. I would have eggs and avocado. Usually what I do, if I have time to make breakfast, I'll just make an omelet and put like chopped up veggies and things like that in there. And, uh, and have a nice omelet feel great or I'll have protein pancakes where I just have a low carb pancake or I'll make like a waffle sandwich with with um you know our with our uh, pumpkin spice and, I mean there's a lot of different you know, options there for breakfast but lunch is where most people fall off the bandwagon they'll have some french fries whatever so I would cut out you know have extra meat and cut out the rice cut out the the fries, cut out the noodle and cut out the bun and just eat, you know, a burger with some pickles on it or something along those lines, but, or have a shake. You know, what I like to do when you go low carb, you actually get hungry less, which people think they would be starving. But when you're glucose dependent, you will get much more hungry than when you're fat dependent. So converting your body into a fat dependent machine takes about seven to 10 days, so you're going to have to stick this out for 7 to 10 days to become fat adapted. And when you come fat adapted, it will um, be a hell of a lot easier for you guys. So stick with the, the protein shakes. Stick with the, the eggs, whole eggs, pork rinds for snacks. Dinner time, have your steak full fat. Eat it up. Hamburger, whatever you want. Just do not add the carbs in there. And that... And when you do that, you will lose weight. You will do it quickly. And then if you exercise, it will amplify the results because your body will become more energy dependent. So therefore, it needs more energy. So it will try to find um, energy wherever it can. So if you're not eating carbs, you're going to run through your glucose, which is stored as glycogen in your body. So you'll run through the carbs in your body very quickly. And then your body will be forced to do fat, will be forced to use fat as a source of energy. And when that happens, it'll start melting off of you very quickly. And uh, the best type of exercises you could do are high intensity. You know, if you're worried about being injured, you know, lift weights, man. The, The best thing you can do for burning the most amount of consistent fat is gain a lot of muscle. And I, I think the rule of thumb is somewhere – don't hold me to it, but it's somewhere around every pound of muscle you gain, you burn 50 more calories at a resting heart rate. So if you gain 10 pounds of muscle, that's literally equivalent to running two hours on a treadmill just sitting on the couch just by packing on that extra muscle. Well, I like the sense so, of that. Heck yeah, brother. I mean it is powerful. It's powerful. That's why you see these freaking giant dudes eating pizzas and doing – eating all this crazy stuff and they're not getting fat. They're like, what the hell is happening here? And their body – think about it. I mean you – you. it takes a lot more gas to move a Tonka truck – or I mean not a Tonka but a Mack truck than it does a little Prius. So if you have a Prius of a body, then freaking pack on some muscle, build a Mack truck of a, of a body, and you will burn – through so much fuel and you'll have more flexibility in your diet. So, but I'm telling you, I think it's so important for everyone trying to lose weight. Try the low carb first. If you are like, I don't understand low carb. I don't understand what a carb is or a fat is. I don't want to have to look at the labels. Then I think you should do a carnivore diet. And that is where you only eat meat, no vegetables, nothing. As a hunter, I think you should be excited about that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, uh, You know what? Um, I'm going to pause this for a second so we can get Frank on the horn so I can turn his channel on, and we'll click it back on and uh, start back yeah. up talking about the carnivore diet. Hold on one sec. Let's do it. We're back on. I got Frank on the horn here. Hello. <laughs> uh, the, we just left off where you're talking about the carnivore diet. One of the reasons I wanted to get uh, Frank on here, um, so f- Frank and I um, – I would, Frank was a fat kid, like, Frank, how big were you as a little kid?
2: I was telling Nicole this the other day, I was like, 6th uh, and 7th grade, I was like over 200 pounds, and then I hit a growth spurt, <laughs> I hit a growth spurt in the 8th grade, in between 8th grade and freshman year, somehow I became 100, 160 pounds, <laughs> but I I got up to whatever I am now, like one ish so, yeah, I was a
0: little fatty, I ate a lot of cakes. Well, you, you eat, well, you eat super healthy now, but he, Frank has... Probably not as much trouble eating healthy as I do, but pretty much the same body type. We're both six one. I'm a meaty two eighteen. I think you're what one ninety now. I'm one ninety, yeah. And and Frank just started doing CrossFit, but we've both, you know, eat about the same thing. We're both, I'd say, pretty even on physical fitness level, um, cardio wise, and everything else. Um, but I I wanted Frank to hear some of this stuff. Now, when you talk about the carnivore diet, um, I'm assuming you're talking primary you're just eating meats and vegetables and that's it
1: no veggies at all only meat that's it
0: so you don't poo very yeah, much it's oh, it's no. crazy <laughs> so explain the carnivore diet and the benefit
1: yeah so uh it's been a, a huge craze paul saladino um sean baker these guys are physicians that kind of like started this and if you guys are interested in the carnivore diet i'd highly recommend diving into their YouTube channels, into their uh, podcast, and I think that'll help. But I'm going to explain to you guys what the carnivore diet is and, and how it works. So carnivore is literally only meat, and that's it. So what this does is it helps reset your body's gut microbiome. If you got a leaky gut, which is basically where your gut does not absorb very much nutrients, um, the, the lining of your wall can be damaged. There's all kinds of issues that people – immune diseases, like if you get sick all the time, um, autoimmune this thing like autoimmune diseases are just all kinds of different issues can be healed by the carnivore diet and people are like well how do you get any vegetables in you and or vitamins and minerals what's kind of funny is the vitamin or vegetables that people are actually getting from the store are crap and fruits i would never eat fruit anyways but oh my gosh i don't want to dive down this rabbit hole but if I were to, to explain real quick, think about it. If you live in Ohio in the wintertime and you're getting a banana, how on earth are you getting that and it's green? So a vegetable loses its its life source when it's picked from the vine. So if it's picked from the vine, that means it cannot get any more vitamins, minerals or anything pumped into that from the roots. So then it, it develops picked from the vine. It has to be picked Unright because otherwise it wouldn't sh- survive the shipping processes across the world from capitalism. And so most people don't even, they're getting under nu- nutritioned um, vegetables, anyways. So, it, and then you cook it and zap them all out. So, most people think they're eating a healthy, vegetable rich diet when reality is they're probably just eating fiber. So,
0: well, fuck. Because that just diet totally just threw me of off. Hold on. We got to rewind so for you second. Don't, <laughs> so, you don't eat any fruits at all?
1: No, I never eat fruit, and I do not eat vegetables unless I throw it in an omelet. I eat it for flavor. I do not eat, um, I do not eat it for nutritional value. And so I proved this actually after doing a ton of research and realizing this. I took a biophotonic scanner test, which is where they test the carotenoid levels in your body, which basically checks um, your levels of antioxidants. So the higher levels of antioxidants, the more you have to be able to fight off you know, free radicals that drift through your body, sicknesses, all this stuff. The more green, quote unquote, green vegetables you eat, the higher your antioxidant levels should be in theory. So I stopped eating all vegetables for six months. And I was, all I did was take, um, one of our vitamins, um, and I literally tested this and I tested before i when i was eating vegetables i scanned the scale goes up to 50000 and most people range around 17000 i scanned the first time when i was eating a well-rounded diet around 55000 which is really good and i stopped eating vegetables kept taking the vitamins and then i scanned 6 months later without eating any vegetables and i scanned at 77000 and so, which to give you perspective is in the top zero zero point one percent of the world is basically where my antioxidant levels were with no with no vegetables.
0: I'm glad Amy's not and, on here because she's going through a fucking loophole <laughs> right now. This is interesting, man. So, veggie wise though, crazy. so she goes when she gets veggies, we go to like natural grocers and gets the most like because she's talked about this the same thing with you where you pick it off the vine and it's coming from you know, Florida, South America, wherever, it basically has lost 50, 60, 70 percent of its nutritional value. And you're just consuming very little of the bad good stuff and a lot of the bad stuff, generally meaning sugars in in specific fruits. Um, and, and as far as veggies, though, she figured and maybe she's wrong, if she's buying uh, Colorado-raised, you know, quick-to-natural-grocers veggies, that she's better off than buying the veggies that you find at King Supers and things like that where they could be sitting in boxes for days and weeks on end. Um, How much of that is truth, or are we just lying to ourselves?
1: Well, I I don't want to sit here and attack you guys because that's... Well, fuck, I want you to, man. Lay uh, it on us. That's
0: not fair. Yeah, no, go ahead. Like, this is (laughs) good. Well, so you're
1: actually... So from a vegetable side of things, you have to realize a vegetable, first of all, it can't run away from predators, okay? So like if it's sitting there and its goal is to survive like everything else on this planet, it can't run away like any other prey can. So what it does is it develops defenses to keep things from eating it. And so people don't realize this. And so these defenses is, is terrible for our bodies. It's toxic. And so where you get the benefits from from vegetables is actually your body's response to these vegetables when you eat them from the toxins and it's kind of like exercise for your body. So exercising is bad for you and your response to exercise is what makes it healthy. And so that's what people don't realize is like your response to eating vegetables is where you can get the health benefits from it, not the actual vegetable itself. And. So like if you're looking for like vitamins and minerals and all this stuff, your body – if you eat like a nose-to-tail carnivore diet, you get all the essential vitamins that you need um, from liver, all this stuff. You don't need to eat vegetables. But if you were saying, well, I just can't buy into this whole vegetable thing and I – what should I do? Then I would buy flash-frozen vegetables because then they grow them to their maximum, their total ripeness – then they pick them and freeze them right away. You're more likely to get more nutritional value from flash frozen vegetables, which sounds insane. I know because you're like, I'm in the frozen food section. What the, what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. But if you think about it, that would be a good option. Um, eating locally grown food from like your friends or whatever, that's fine. But I would not prioritize vegetable consumption at all. In fact, you know, from a fiber side of things, I would supplement your fiber and supplement your vitamins and minerals through greens, uh, something that's, that's more, um, you know, like powderized concentration forms of this. You're going to be way better off than trying to eat vegetables.
0: Well, I already and take your greens. Way, what vitamin were you talking about that you take of yours?
1: Well, so right now I take a LifePack nano vitamin from, um, which, which is from a different company. Uh, but we are formulating ours at the moment and I've been taking it and it definitely works amazing. So I've been working on this and we have been working on it with our chemists and, and we've got this formula that's going to be unbelievable. I mean, it's truly incredible and actually bioavailable to your body. And so that's, what's kind of crazy is you think about this, you're, you're, you take a vitamin and you piss most of it away. So what do you think happens when you eat a vegetable that it just magically gets absorbed, you know, and your body has it in the most purest form of a vitamin?
0: That's exactly what I thought. Your body me.
1: just pisses most of it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it just pisses it all away. So then it's like, well, it, your body's saying, hey, I don't need this. And so, But then you're, you're eating vegetables thinking that you're getting these micro doses of, of vitamin A or C or something and, you, and it's working for you. And it just it's truly is a waste. And, I just, and again, I could spend literally two more hours on the why the vegetables are just terrible and all the case studies that's been done with this. But what you need to know is from a vitamin side of things, if you grow it yourself, you're way better off. If you buy it from a local farmer that just picked it off the vine and gave it to you, you, you might be better off. But at the end of the day… It is way better for your health and everything else to supplement those vitamins and minerals and all of this other things. Because what you can do is you can get it at a very pure, powderized, concentrated form, and it's way easier on your body. And you save that room of digestion for protein, for, for fat, and you don't have to worry about bogging it down with vegetables.
0: Gotcha. Now, when, uh, when are you going to have your vitamin out, do you think?
1: Um, so the process of developing a new product is insane. We just finalized the formula. So now we have to work on the label. Once we get the label done, um, then we go into, you know, ordering all the raw ingredients and then we put it all together and then we do tests. So I would say probably nine to 10 weeks, which is actually a quick turnaround time in the supplement world. But yeah, we're, uh, we're really close on that. So our biggest thing is I wanted to put, um, I wanted to put uh, absorption blends in there that basically help your body absorb more vitamins than normal and allow kind of like a digestive enzyme in the vitamin world. And so that's what we were trying to work on is uh, liposomal, you know, technology where it can help absorb that. And we've got that and we've developed it and it's working and test So that will be coming soon, uh, which I'm pretty excited about, but not anytime here recently. But if you're looking to just cut out vegetables don't be afraid of that like if you don't eat vegetables that they there is not the end of the world for you you're better off cutting carbohydrates and then your body will have less inflammation to deal with your 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 body will have more nerve energy build up because it's not eating as much food like you have to realize that your body uses like over 60 percent of its daily energy just to process food and so it, how many times? I mean, you think about how hard it is to process a vegetable. How many times have you taken a shit and there's corn floating around? Yeah, and you're like, every time. More, I more, mean, every time strength, I eat corn uh, <laughs> and peanuts.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and then how, how how many times have you seen a piece of steak floating in your toilet?
0: Never.
1: You know, never. And so the point is, it's like, yeah. So your body loves meat. It it strives on meat. And it strives on that that hardy, nutritiously dense um, protein. And so, but you you shit out half the vegetables you eat. You're like, well, what's the point? You know, like, am I really digesting this? Am I even meant to digest this? And you think back at the caveman days, how did they eat? They, they half their buddies that 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 ate vegetables probably got poisoned and died, so they probably avoided it. So you look at our digestive system. What's it what, is it? what has it evolved over the years? I would bet for 500,000 years or however long we've been here that it's been primarily meat consumption. So you, you, they go out, they kill an animal, they eat it. Two days later, they go out, kill another animal, they eat it, and they may find a vegetable here or there, maybe a fruit from time to time, but primary, the primary staple in their diet would have been meat. It would have been a high-fat, blubbery, meat kind of diet, and and so you think about that. That's what our, our digestive system has evolved to over the hundreds of thousands of years. And then now with this this you know industrialized farming and all this stuff and this concentration of sugar that's now and all this, we don't know how to process this. So you 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 try. The, the other then you thing just I get gassy.
0: Add to that is my yeah. my dad runs a, a farm. And my mom, since then, will never eat anything coming from a farm ever again because of the amount of shit they spray on it. Um, Just adding to what you're saying, like the blueberries and uh, huckleberries. Let's see. There's blueberries, huckleberries. I'm trying to remember all the different berries they farm off of there. Raspberries. My mom literally is scared to death to touch any type of a berry from a farm. Now, she'll go... She's from Oregon, so she'll go pick them out, obviously, in the yard or where they're growing, but she said the amount of shit that they spray on that can't be washed off. Like, my dad has to wear this toxic chemical shit to spray, and then you eat it, right? So... I was my mom like, you know, literally like she's like we're at the grocery store and she's like, oh, my God. And she's look like literally the devil is over in the corner in the grocery store. She's like, oh, my God, never eat that. And so, I mean, obviously, that's even worse above and beyond what you're talking about.
1: Right. Oh, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's it's insane. Now, I can't sit here and tell you that the whole world needs to go on carnivore diet. I don't think that would be an appropriate resource you know, or eradicate our resources and and from a growing population of the world. But that's a different conversation. Like if you are trying to be as healthy as possible, you should consider going on low carb, low vegetable, supplement your fiber or don't eat fiber at all. If you go on a carnivore diet, you don't need to eat fiber. Like you'll have these little tiny poops because your body literally uses all of the meat and you don't, you don't need
0: If my wife was on here right now, she'd be having a fucking heart attack because she definitely like when I well Frank Frank lived with us for a while when we it's time for dinner. And she has made, oh well, example, last night we had bacon wrapped whitetail, um, basic like little whitetail chunks. And she's like, do you want a salad? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to eat that. And uh, I had like um, four ounces of cut up sweet potatoes and uh, cooked them in olive oil. So she is giving me crap about not eating the greens, but I just don't eat as much greens because they're just not as good tasting. But considering coming from a family where Frank and I combined have three deep freezers full of meat and probably already eat 300 pounds a year of meat, i I'm tell you what. I'm going to give it a try. I don't know about Frank, um, but I'm definitely going to focus more on this because it's easier for me too because I have every type of meat known to man in my freezer and it's free. Well, it's not free, but you know what I mean? I already killed it. And right. I like olive well, oil, so it's so easy did, too. I
1: did the yeah, I did the carnivore diet for 12 weeks straight um, just to try it out because all the research was there. And so I did my blood work. I did all this stuff prior to starting it. And I gained so much muscle because my testosterone levels went through the roof. My blood pressure dropped to an all-time low. And I'm eating, like, steak for breakfast. I mean, I'm I'm talking – I would go to Wendy's and get, like, eight (laughs) hamburger patties. I'd literally just ask for eight hamburger patties. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep, I just want eight patties and freaking chow and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to die. But I – Felt so good. I was like, this is weird. Like I'm eating, you know, seven, seven, six, seven pounds of meat some days. And most days it's like three or four pounds. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. And then I get my blood work done and everything is amazing. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I have more energy than I've ever had. And I was just like, This is crazy. And I never touched a vegetable. And I was just like, holy crap. So then this I uh when I dove into this, I started doing a lot of research with um, people that were experts you know, that know a lot more than I do. The Sean Bakers, the Paul Solidinos. Um, holy cow. I mean, the research is there. If you eat nose to tail, I mean, you will get everything and then some that you need. And what I mean by that is like eating the liver, you know, eat the heart, eat the, the muscle tissue. And I'm telling you, it is unbelievable the, the amount of energy and. Fat loss you'll have and overall health. I mean, you look at these guys. Sean Baker, for example, he just broke a world record in rowing, and he's a pure carnivore guy. And this Paul Saladino is like 50-something, and he's shredded to the bone, and he's a, a, a actual physician.
0: Well, what so, if I do the carnivore I mean, guys, peanut butter diet? How bad is that? Because those are the two things I can eat all day. That
1: would— well, so then the peanut butter won't process like the the carbs. I mean, from the or like the fat. So you will get constipated and you won't poop. So you'll need to add in fiber if you do that.
0: But I, so the reason I, I don't greens, do carnivore help? anymore.
1: I if you're gonna do carnivore, go all in. Don't don't eat greens. Don't do anything. Just see how your body responds.
0: Oh no! And then your your supplement. greens that I'm eating now. Would that help for a supplement? Yes, to our greens. Weed out the. The, 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 uh, issues yeah, oh, with peanut yeah. Butter. so
1: yeah, yeah. So here's, so greens are greens, anyone's greens. Um, I, I don't know about other people's greens, but I can speak on ours is if you're going to eat vegetables, eat it in the greens form, like a powderized form, because how our greens are grown, they're grown to maximum potency of the vitamins that we're trying to extract from that particular plant. And when those maximum potencies are reached, then they're harvested, dehydrated, powderized and in, into a concentrated form. So then you're getting the maximum of this. And then all of those plants dehydrated, all those enzymes and phytonutrients get reactivated when they're mixed with a liquid and rehydrated. And so you're way better off drinking greens to get your vitamins and minerals if you needed them um, from that. If you're going to eat a mixed diet, you're going to need to do that. So if you're going to do carnivore, you don't even need to eat any greens. And so, again, if if you're going to do the carnivore stuff – uh, just eat meat, only meat, nothing else. Don't add olive oil because that's a, a form of a vegetable, you know, or don't add it in there. Don't eat vegetable oil. You can add in coconut oil if you need to add in something, but I would highly recommend, you know, not doing that. And, uh, but so again, that's why I don't, I don't do carnivore anymore is just because it was hard when I traveled to do carnivore. So what I did was when you go carnivore for at least you know four weeks, you slowly add in foods and you'll figure out real quick what you may be allergic to or have um, uh, the inability to process. So I realized when I added in uh, carbs of any kind, it freaking jacked me up bad. And I noticed if I ate nuts, it was okay. So I could have nuts, I could have avocados, and I could even eat a tomato from time to time and it was okay because I, I enjoy the flavor of them, but I don't eat it for purpose, um, like vegetables or anything. So I eat it for just pure fun if I if I want, just to help maybe fill up a, a hunger or something. Gotcha. So when you go carnivore, you'll reset your entire body and then that's why I do more of a low carb approach now because I am a sucker for peanut butter I love eating like peanut butter which by the way um, this it, this is where it's being heard first we are coming out with our own almond butter um, and it's totally badass and this no one else knows this yet so you guys are the first to hear and it's going to be low-carb, high-protein almond butter that is, I mean, truly amazing. We've finalized that, and it's coming to the market soon.
0: Um, That's good, since I have an addiction
1: anyway, to almond plug. and
2: peanut butter. Um, Frank, you got anything? No, I was just going to say that I've, I haven't looked into it in a while, but I remember um, listening to, like, Joe Rogan when he had, like, Don, Dr. Rhonda Patrick on and a few other people about the carnivore diet and, like, Jordan Peterson and – uh I think Jordan Peterson and his daughter were both on the carnivore diet and they started getting less and less symptoms of some sort of autoimmune disease. But um, what some of the other doctors were saying is that, kind of like what Josh was saying, you'll kind of learn what foods give you inflammation and are causing some of the health issues that you're having. So that would be, I guess, one of the benefits of the the carnivore diet. But um, I think a lot of the doctors were also saying you don't necessarily need to cut out all... Foods other than meat. It's just, um, it's a great way for you to find out what foods are causing inflammation. I guess.
1: Yeah, and that's why I went back to just being low carb because I I enjoy the variety of food, you know. But I'm telling you, like the healthiest I've ever been was when I did carnivore.
0: I don't know if I can go completely cold turkey, no peanut butter. I just don't know (laughs) if I can do it. See, the the problem, (laughs) the problem with me is pizza, man. I love pizza,
2: and that's a lot of carbs and cheese and. Everything else.
1: Here's a a pizza hack for you guys. By the way, Um, you'll you'll really appreciate this: is order pizza with no cheese. How dare you? You'll save literally over 500 to 900 calories, and and I'm telling you, it tastes better. Because you actually taste – the cheese blends everything together. But when you get it with no cheese, you can taste the sauce, all the, the, the peppers, the individual vegetables, everything on the pizza. It is so much better with no cheese and you just got to try it and you won't get crazy gassy from all the freaking crazy um, cheese and everything. So it's, it's a million times better. If you're going to order pizza, try doing it with no cheese. How dare you, yeah, this sir. Has been, this, has,
0: this has been interesting since we're, we're already at well over an hour on the diet. We may have to do a two part thing on this and we'll start talking about hunting here in a minute. Um, do you have anything to add before we go into the cool stuff of, of hunting um, on the diet, nutrition stuff? And, and and we'll plug this twice. Where can can people find you guys as far as the supplements you uh, you, you know that you guys offer?
1: Well, uh, so my Instagram, Sarah and I's personal Instagram page is, is heavily fitness focused, uh, Josh Bomar and Sarah underscore Bomar. And then our nutrition company is Bomar underscore nutrition. So Bomar nutrition, again, we were, we're a year and a half old and we've got tons and tons of products. And, uh, our biggest thing, you know, is just making stuff that we take ourselves. So I'm super picky with supplements cause I do tons of research on nutrition. So for me, um, I wouldn't sell, take anything but the best, so I really feel like uh, we've done our, the best we absolutely can with making the best products possible. And uh, So again, I, I would really appreciate it if you guys bought from us, obviously, but uh, these products, as Aaron can, can attest, you know, they, they do taste good. I hope I'm not exaggerating when I really feel like they, they're, they're some of the best-tasting proteins out there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's how you find it. Bomar nutrition.com bomar underscore nutrition on Instagram. You can see all the testimonies from everyone that's been taking our stuff.
0: I, um, no, I'll throw, I don't mind. I mean, I, cause I've tried every supplement known to man, um, I haven't tried all of yours because I just ordered your pre-workout, which I'm interested in, in trying. But uh, as far as the uh, the protein powder, the probiotic and the and the fish oil, which I have tried it, it uh, in great depth because I'm still taking it now, the, the protein powder is truly the best protein powder I've had. Um, for me, I get, I think it's 19 or 20 grams of protein per scoop, and I mix that with, um, I, I have a, these dark timber coffee is what I use, and I mix it with that. Um, every morning when I wake up and then the shakes or whatever, like I, I'm kind of the, uh, there's you, you guys offer several, several, believe it or not, the hazelnut coffee and the birthday cake. And of course with a scoop of peanut butter, um, and then I use almond milk is like the bomb.com for me. It does literally taste like you're drinking a freaking birthday cake. It's insane. So
1: it feels like you're cheating. <laughs> it does
0: feel like you're, you're cheating, but yeah, that's. I I definitely recommend it, but we're going to, we're going to take a momentary pause here. Um, and then we're going to start, I guess we'll just say part two on the hunting side of things. So, uh, you guys either, you got anything to add?
1: Yeah, just uh, guys, if you're trying to lose weight and you're hearing this and you're super frustrated, you know, try, you know, follow people on social media that, that are recipe focused that teach you, um, you know, like how to make things healthy, You know, start there because if you can find, you know, an alternative to what you already like in a healthier version, you won't feel like you're sacrificing so much. So, I know on Bomber Nutrition's Instagram page, we post a lot of these guys with crazy, awesome recipes, making cheesecake that's low carb. I mean, donuts and pancakes, all kinds of stuff. So, again. Find people that inspire you in this realm and figure out ways to cheat the system. And you're going to you're going to have a much longer lasting results from attempting a diet.
0: Well, there you go. All right. We're going to take a break and we will come back. Hold on one second.